go. No, you go. Okay, I'm Haley. And I'm Thyra. We love learning. We love discovering. And we love talking. Are we experts on literally everything? Absolutely not. But how will we learn if we never start the conversation? So, we hope you'll join us for this literal journey. So today's random generated question, Haley, and listeners, is what is one thing you would like to change about the world? Is that too serious? No, I think that's that's a nice question. Okay. Hmm. I feel like there's like a ton of things I would like to change about the world. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I guess... Tying a little bit into the podcast theme, I think, and, and a little bit of what I feel like I've been recently talking to you about and like the whole climate change and taking care of our world. I feel like there is a huge amount of people in the world that don't want to even think about doing things for the climate or to like preserve the world. And every time I, I was telling you how every time I look up anything global warming related, I get super sad <laughs> because you're like, oh, there's there's not a lot I can do at the individual level. Like it stresses me out. And so, yeah, I feel like I wish if I could change something about the world, I feel like I would. And, and, and this is this is like a valid answer to the question, right? I think so. OK, yeah, I feel like I would change then like the way people think about basically helping our earth to survive (laughs) if that makes sense do you do you know how you would change it like if you could do anything literally anything how would you change it oh i guess i was specifically thinking um changing people's mindsets in order to actually do something about it because i i think i think the main thing i would change is like the fact that our whole world is like based on like the necessity of money And I think that money is a huge, huge factor in companies or even individuals not take care of our world like we should. So I would maybe change that. Like I would change the way people view necessities. And so like maybe getting rid of money (laughs) in general. Wow. So that... I'm such a socialist, <laughs> but, but like, but like, or you maybe not having to give, get rid of money, but like just shifting everyone's focus to realize that our world is more important than the money made from like corporations and stuff, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And is it too yeah. like socialism or cynical, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. What, what was your take on the question? Oh, so, yeah, so it's really vague, right? There's kind of no limits on the what is one thing you would change about the world. So I kind of went a little bit more abstract, but so, I feel like sort of related to what you were saying. I The first thing that came to my mind is selfishness. Like if I could just eradicate selfishness from the world then I feel like you would solve the problem that you have too. I feel like that is how you change a mindset is if people are thinking about things and people other than themselves. So I think that would help just equalize or 
make make more fair economic systems and there would be more checks and balances in place and obviously like all the all the things that make any economic system not work would be eradicated if people were less selfish including myself so yeah i think that was kind of my abstract take on it and if i if i had to change something so obviously that that would be something that i could never change but if i had to try to change something that that maybe one day at least would be within my power um i i honestly think i would i would talk to more people about jesus and i think i would i would try to yeah help help more people understand Mm -hmm. that they are loved that's cool yeah i guess i i thought of it more of an abstract way too instead of like something i could do specifically i think it's interesting how we kind of thought like like what we could change about the world we thought and i guess maybe a lot of people would think specifically what people what you could change about the people in this world um, I found it interesting that we we kind of gravitated towards that because I guess you could also change about the world like, oh, I wish that winter wasn't a thing. <laughs> you know, you could go, oh. you know, you could go specifically the world or like, I wish right. animals could talk. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> see, now I'm thinking of, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Me neither. We went, we went straight to like selfish people and <laughs> yeah, so also think is cool yeah like tell people yeah. about something i love kind of thing but yep so yeah well great well Haley, i gotta say um when you hinted that you wanted to do this topic that you're about to do i was pretty excited to hear what you had to say about it and what the people that you learned from had to say about it so without further ado welcome to episode five of literally actually with Haley and Syrah. And Haley's going to take it away with Plastic Bricks. Great. Thanks, Syrah. I was also super excited to talk about this. And I'm hoping to involve you a lot um, in talking about plastic. Because I know it's something you definitely deal with a lot at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah. So hopefully we'll get into like a little bit more science of plastic itself. But uh, for today's topic, I specifically also wanted to talk about recycling plastic uh, because plastic can be very difficult to recycle for a huge number of reasons, but it is such a prevalent use in our society. And that's what makes it even um, more important to reuse it in its actual state or to find a completely different use for it as well. And that's actually what I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, So Jesus actually sent me a Instagram post of this woman who I'll be highlighting today, and she's made great strides in recycling plastic in a different way to help her community and actually make a career out of it. Um, So the woman, her name is Nzambi Mate. She is 29 years old, and she's the founder of Jajenge Makers LTD. And this is in, she is from Nairobi, Kenya. So she describes herself as a self-taught hardware designer and mechanical engineer with a background in physics. 
And she worked as an engineer in Kenya's oil industry for a long time. And then she specialized in material science. So she was inspired to launch a business because of the plastic bags she saw littered around outside of her hometown. And so she took this idea. She actually set up a shop in her mom's backyard to start her business of Jajenga makers. Basically, what she had the idea to do was take a ratio of plastic and sand and heat it up at super high temperatures, mix it together, and create bricks with it. Wow. Yeah. So she worked, I think, for about a year in her mom's backyard, basically refining those ratios because I feel like just plastic is so complicated that just a little bit of difference in heat can really make a huge difference. Mm. And so eventually she received a scholarship to test her designs in a materials lab at the University of Colorado Boulder um, in the U.S. And so that's when she really finalized her ratio of plastic to sand. And she got she went back to Kenya to start her company, Jajenga Makers. Was her mom's backyard in Kenya? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So she, yeah. So she started working there and then I think she just went to the U S in order to work in the materials lab at this university with the scholarship that she got. Yep. Cool. And so, yeah. So basically she noticed that all of these companies surrounding her essentially have to pay to get their plastic waste recycled, um, which kind of actually ties into our banter question because like I was talking about how the, how money is like a huge thing for companies. So it's almost easier not to recycle because you you save all that money. It, it just makes it so hard to recycle plastic um, mm-hmm. if you're a big company. And so basically her idea is it recycles this plastic waste with little inconvenience to the comp- to the other companies that she's getting the plastic from because of course they want to recycle their plastic. But, and she needs the plastic for her company. So it's kind of like a win-win in a way. Wow. Yeah. Like sort of an unlimited supply of, I guess, raw materials that are not really raw, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely a good business idea for her and she's helping her community a ton, which is super awesome. Um, but before I get into the science of what she specifically has created and tell you a little bit more about their manufacturing process and stuff. I wanted to talk with you in general about recycling plastic and also pick your brain, Syra, on what you know of plastic and from your experiences working where you do. Um, For example, when I used to work at your company, I remember a meeting where we were talking about how plastic, like the way plastic is injected specifically like helps it create strength. And then I know there's differences between injection molding and blow molding. So I just wanted to like ask you, like pick your brain a little bit and ask your experience, like working with plastic and um, yeah, basically what you think about it. Well, now I'm really nervous because <laughs> <laughs> do you have a specific question or do you want me to give you all of the background that I know? Because it will not take long to oh. give you the background. <laughs> You know, just I, I just wanted you to because because I know you know a little bit of like what you do at work, and so I wanted to kind of incorporate you in the podcast this way and 
and and um just because because i'm guessing you do know the difference between injection and blow molding i do and yeah <laughs> and so i do know a little bit about what we do <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, yeah Here's here's a short list of what I know about plastic. I know that there are different kinds of plastic, like you mentioned, and some of them are either easier to recycle or not possible to recycle at all. I know that there are some of the different kinds are thermosets and thermoplastics, and thermosets are the ones that are basically the structure of the plastic has changed the like in, intrinsic qualities that make it able to be recycled have changed so that you can't recycle those ones anymore and a thermoplastic is more like a water bottle or something like that i know that either rubber is a kind of plastic or plastic is a kind of rubber i know they're related (laughs) somehow i can't remember how they're related some processes we have are they they do incorporate just injection molding but we do have other processes that incorporate both and the step between injection molding and blow molding the the object the part that's created is called a parison mm-hmm. and if you've seen like any sesame street factory video where they do like i, I saw i saw one when i was little they did like soda bottles at the factory and the injection the plastic gets injected into the mold and then you have like this very hard plastic parison that later becomes a bottle before it gets blow molded and if you look really closely at those when they first come out they experience some shrinkage so that's really one of the things that i still find fascinating when i look at that kind of stuff I, I like experiencing the shrinkage and without talking forever that is some of the stuff that I know about plastic no that's great that's actually like pretty much what I wanted you to hit on because uh, wh- what were those words to the thermo thermo thermoplastic and thermoset okay and which one you can recycle you can recycle a thermoplastic okay because I'm I'm sure right at your company, you have both kinds, right? Because you do have a way to recycle some of your plastic. Yep. I believe all the plastics we have are recyclable. That's great. That's awesome. So we actually partner with a local organization who employs some folks who have like a harder time getting jobs. And we take the some of the regrind is what we call it clean parts clean unmarked parts and they have a grinder and they grind it there and then basically it comes back to us and then we make different parts with it oh okay that's actually really cool yeah so it's like this nice little cycle of jobs and type thing yeah yeah that's really awesome well and it seems like um, by the time I, when the time I was there, I realized how New York was kind of a little bit better, I think, than most states at recycling in general. I don't oh, know if you've you noticed so? that in different states. I guess this is my only, this is my only experience. Yeah, no, I think definitely compared to Michigan, 
um, and other states, I think that you have more options, like more recycling bins types of options. So like differentiation between glass and plastic and paper and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember specifically like at work, I would see a lot of, a lot of opportunities in order to recycle. Um, At work here in New York? Yeah. And I, and I think people would kind of tell me stuff like that, like, oh yeah, New York is, they definitely love to recycle and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, we all know about Flint and what they do there. (laughs) Hey, that's my school city. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I love Flint. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so yeah, it seems like New York, you know, has, has a little bit better of a grasp in some states or then some states. Uh, so that's really good. But it really is so hard to recycle plastic because um, most of the time, if you, all the plastic that you recycle from your home, for instance, there's a bunch of, di- since there is a bunch of different uh, types of plastic that we, we've talked about, they have to specifically separate all of that in order to be recycled. And it's a whole costly, time-consuming process. Um, in order to get it back to kind of its original state. Um, however, in as plastic is recycled again and again, I think it does lose some strength every time it's melted down and reused. Oh. That, is that correct? I oh, I don't you know. know about that. I wonder how they would know. I wonder if like every time they do it. No, I mean, it would be so hard to keep track of every single piece because you would be melting it back into like a bigger pool of like say if you had a water bottle that had been melted four times you know like it came from a batch of plastic that had been melted four times already over the course of its life then Mm -hmm. you mixed it with a batch of plastic that's only been melted once i mean how would you yeah i just i don't i don't know how they would keep track of that I think maybe it depends on the type of plastic. So maybe PET that's used for water bottles, maybe that plastic is really easy to, maybe the polymer strands themselves don't weaken um, after a while. Mm -hmm. And maybe they always mix with, with new plastic in order to make sure that it's like being like home, like a more of a homogeneous newer mixture. I don't know. Right. Also, um, since you know I do like 3D printing, uh, I kind of realized through working with a lot of plastic FDM 3D printers that there's so much plastic waste that goes into it because of course it's like a new technology. Like I want to be able to try a bunch of random prints. It's so easy to print anything you want. But that plastic itself, like at school, we throw it all into, we, we usually use for 3D printing um, PLA plastic. Um, oh, okay. And so we usually have a bucket that's like PLA scraps and you put all your PLA scraps, but <laughs> it's been sitting there forever and I don't know who's going to recycle our PLA, <laughs> you know? And then if you have a 3D printer at home, you know, you have to kind of outreach for ways to recycle your plastic or you're just buying new filament for your 3D printer all the time. So, yeah, how do I recycle this plastic 
from my 3D printer in a in an easy way that makes it doable to recycle it. Mostly it's just, I think, outsourcing that kind of thing. Um, I just don't want it to end up in the trash can, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think outsourcing that kind of thing. Um, I just don't want it to end up in the trash can, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyways, I want to get back to uh, the woman I was speaking of, Nzami Mate, and talk about how her idea of recycling plastic isn't really bringing it back to the specific end-use plastic piece, but making something completely different, which is the bricks. So what she does is she takes the plastic scraps that I mentioned from the companies and they grind it into fine chips and then they take this mixture and put sand in it at very high temperatures and the plastic, because of how plastic works, it acts as a binder and this paste-like substance is then compressed into bricks that are stronger than concrete. Isn't that crazy, Sarah? Wow, yeah. And so, to me, I was like, how are these literally stronger than concrete? Well, it's because concrete has all those holes in it, like air pockets, basically. And so that makes it, like, kind of brittle. So, like, if you throw it, it usually would crack or if you, like, hit it with a hammer. Mm -hmm. And so, because, and and so, Matei, she kind of explains it, like, how polymers are fibrous in nature and that helps the overall strength of the brick as well because it almost like not makes the brick flexible like it a flexible brick wouldn't do you any good but it does have some like i think re- stress relief because of the plastic mixed with the sand okay. wow so yeah yeah I don't know if you're going to get into this, but I have like a question that I don't want to forget because I'm so curious. Can I yeah, ask go ahead. it? Go ahead. Yeah. Do you know at say their resting state, how much heat or like what temperatures these bricks can handle? Because I'm thinking if this lady mm-hmm. comes from, uh, where did you say she was from? Nairobi, Kenya. Mm-hmm. So uh, is I'm assuming it's pretty hot there. Let me Google that real quick. So I don't sound like an idiot. So, yeah, so I think to quickly answer your question, I think the temperatures are super high that these bricks can handle um, because they have to, in order to melt the plastic in the first place, they have to reach extremely high temperatures that go over probably like 100 degrees Fahrenheit or even a little higher than that. Um, Yeah, because I'm I'm just thinking like (laughs) there is this one time when I went on this bike trip and I put these crayons on my helmet (laughs) (laughs) and um, details aside, they started to melt. And obviously the, the plastic bricks I assume are stronger than wax crayons. (laughs) I'm just thinking these things have got to be able to handle some pretty high temperatures to then be part of someone's structure. Right? Exactly. Yep. I actually did find the the temperature. So they do have a melting point over 350 degrees Celsius. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. so yep, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're not made of crayons. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you live on the literal actual sun, then you should be okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah. So they that is a but that's a good question because you wouldn't want your melt your bricks melting under your feet. That would be bad, right? Like as you live there. <laughs> <laughs> so currently, her company produces about a thousand to fifteen hundred bricks a day, but they definitely are looking to expand. So because of uh, this kind of amazing invention that she was able to do with the plastic bricks she actually was one of the winners for the young champions of the earth in 2020 africa and from this uh you actually are granted some seed funding for your for your company and so right now they have recycled over 20 metric tons of plastic so far but next fiscal year they're hoping to reach 50 tons 50 metric tons and hopefully to expand all over africa Wow, 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 Haley. This is like yeah. this this is like the thing. I mean, it just seems like such a good idea. It seems like mm-hmm. it solves such an old problem. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it to me it was amazing because I think I think that's the, I think that's kind of the direction we have to go in because there's already all this plastic on the earth that like, they're still producing plastic bottles and they'll be producing plastic bottles for a long time. And so if you can do something like this and use it for a completely different use, something that we need to build roads and homes, then I don't see why you, why you wouldn't use this kind of technology. Right. And I, I'm, I imagine that the process might be kind of expensive right now, mm-hmm. but as she expands, the, the cost, I imagine, would go down and, and probably would be even cheaper than the other materials that aren't, aren't produced as frequently as plastic is. Do you know if she can do this with any kind of plastic or if it was a, it's a certain kind of plastic only? So I don't actually know if, if the, the plastic question, I, I think, I think she can use all kinds of plastic. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I would think that she does need a specific type of plastic because I feel like different plastics have different melting temperatures. Well, I know they do. And so maybe she is needing one kind of plastic, but I'm assuming that if she is taking plastic waste from a company, they're probably, they probably have it separated well between their different types of plastic. Um, Yeah. And then I also found an article that talks about their prices. And I think it's already cheaper than concrete production dang there you go let me let me quickly find that maybe Haley. as you do that i'm also looking at the picture that you posted of her in your notes oh yeah and it's given me such a like such a oh what's her name oh my gosh i should know her name by heart now you said it so many times in your last episode don't tell me oh okay yeah katie bowman katie bowman it's giving me such a katie bowman vibe right? like she's so excited it makes me so happy seeing women like really excited about the thing they're doing it definitely makes me question all the logged hours of gears of war that <laughs> yeah 
Um, I have, yeah. Also, as far as pricing goes, I I know there are uh, there is a link that I found that talks about how her way of making these bricks is cheaper um, and cost effective as well. I can't find it right now, but I will I will link the specific articles I have so our listeners can can look in in the meantime. Um, but also, uh, she has created 112 jobs so far. And she is currently making just paving blocks. So to put around uh, school playgrounds or Mm -hmm. making roads, but they eventually want to make building blocks as well. How do they hold them together? Because with bricks, then yeah, you would use cement. Yeah, they must use some sort of cement in order to, to paste them together. So yeah, this science I thought was super cool. And uh, I really like the idea of shifting from a linear linear economy from creating plastic to one use towards the end to more of a circular economy. So products that are made out of plastic have served their use of drinking bottles or whatever else you can imagine plastic is made out of. <laughs> and then <laughs> to a another use as well and to eventually building homes or something like that. So that is pretty much all I have to say about Nzami Mate. And I will link, she has her own YouTube page actually that I will link to show you. You can watch videos of their manufacturing process and you can watch videos of them constructing, of her company constructing these paved roads and yeah, and she also has videos of her talking about the science, throwing b- bricks around to show that they're stronger than concrete and that they won't break. So Matei is only one example of how we can utilize plastic waste to serve a different purpose. But also in this episode, I wanted to talk about one more example, and that is eco bricks. An eco brick is a pop bottle, usually a two liter um, pop bottle that is stuffed full of other plastic waste. And it's a pop bottle, like a soda bottle. Is that what yeah. You soda bottle. Okay. Do you New Yorkers say soda? New York, please. I'm so sorry. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. So yeah. So a two liter soda bottle that is full of plastic <laughs> of other pop bottle plastic. <laughs> but these are kind of kind of similar to Matei, uh, to her idea of using plastic in a different way. These bricks or soda bottles stuffed with plastic are actually used in construction to insulate houses, make greenhouses, and they can be used in short-term use for like sometimes furniture as well. And so I will also link a video that shows you how to make your own eco brick at home. And then there's drop-off sites that you can donate your eco bricks to that will use them in order to make these insulate insulation or furniture and, and whatnot, which I thought was super cool. I actually saw it on TikTok, a girl filling her eco brick <laughs> and like showing people how to do so. If you don't watch those videos, but you do want to get started right away in making your eco brick, maybe you have a uh, soda bottle laying around, 
Uh, just keep in mind that you'll probably need a stick to push plastic down into the bottle and that the plastic that you fill into the soda bottle has to be cleaned and dry because these bottles that they're using, they don't want to like grow mold in the hot sun or something like that. And they need to be packed full in order to feel pretty, pretty firm. Uh, not too crazy where the, the bottle cap could fall off, but they do need to be packed pretty well. So yeah, I'll definitely link the website where, with the locations that you can find drop-offs, um, hopefully near, near you. So I wanted to give that example to show you basically an individual level way of recycling plastic in kind of the same, the same way that Matei is doing with her company. Very nice. Yeah. And maybe we'll make a video of Sarah and I trying to fill our own eco bricks. <laughs> I do think that we should make a video of you teaching me how to do an eco brick. I think it would be pretty cool. I don't, <laughs> I saw an article that said, don't, don't just go out and buy a two liter <laughs> soda bottle so that you can, you can do the eco brick challenge. Make sure it's one you already have. So you're not contributing oh, yeah. to the problem. <laughs> exactly um but yeah i think that i think that would be fun i think that was really good Haley. that's really fascinating i definitely want to go check out in zombie yeah she's a very cool lady she's she's very she seems so excited about what she's doing and and i think that's very admirable admirable so (laughs) (laughs) i hate words (laughs) All right. So thank you for listening to me talk about plastic bricks as well as recycling plastic and a little bit of the science behind it. Thank you, Syra, for uh, being so good on the spot to me questioning everything you know about plastic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I will definitely be adding links to the articles that I talked about in the podcast as well as link Dejange Makers, their YouTube page, so you can check out some of the specific videos that they make about their technology. Yeah, and good job, Haley. I feel like I learned a lot. You mentioned a little bit about Nzambi. 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 A little bit about her last week and saying that you wanted to do this, and you did not disappoint. I felt, I felt really good. Again, learning about a Katie Bowman or an Nzambe just feels so inspiring, I guess, like you had talked about last week, because these women are so young and such innovators and so good at what they do, but they're also making such big strides. I feel like it just makes me feel, it it makes me feel good. It, It honestly does make me feel good. And excited to make a change in the world to come full circle back to our (laughs) what we wanted to change maybe we have the power to change something we just we just have to find that thing yeah i I really like that full circle back to it and i and i think that's i think that's cool yeah I, i i also i also appreciate our our mix of podcasts you know like we talk about some cool women and then we also like your podcast really get into some cool science so i really appreciate both of those both of those things 
Do you mean some hunky-dory science? Hunky-dory science is my favorite science. (laughs) That science is dope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we should probably say goodbye before people never want to listen to us again. I think you're completely right. (laughs) So don't forget to check out our up-and-coming YouTube page. Maybe there'll be a video by the time you hear this. Wouldn't that be exciting, Haley? We'll see. Um, But until then, (laughs) until then, we thank you again for listening to our podcast. The links for where Haley learned some of her information and where you could learn more about it yourself will be in our Literally Actually links page, and that will be linked in the description to this podcast. Going forward, we hope to hang out with you guys again real soon.